Today's episode is brought to you by Brown Fresh. With Brown Fresh, you can have ingredients for a different cocktail sent to your home seven days a week. Enough for the whole family or just drink them all yourself. We see no problem here. <sighs> Sign up today. One, two, three, four. It's the Chuck and Dan Show. It's the awesome Chuck and Dan Show. It's the Chuck and Dan Show. It's the Chuck and Dan Show. It's the awesome Chuck and Dan Show. It's the Chuck and Dan Show. It's called at now featuring Aaron from Netflix and Grill. Hello and welcome to the 89th episode of Afternoon Yap. On today's episode, we're going to cover The Witcher on Netflix, The Outsider on HBO, and Street Fighter V Champion Edition. We'll then close the episode with our thoughts on the new Final Fantasy VII Remake demo. I'm Chunk the Punk, and with me today are my stand-in co-hosts. Whoa! It's hey. Chris and Dylan. What's up, folks? You know, we're out here, we're doing it, we're living. We're doing it. So, uh, uh, Dinger and Aaron are out this week. Dinger's traveling, Aaron is studying. So it's you two boys. Uh. Aaron, you've been on the show a couple times. I'm not Aaron. Dylan, you've been on the show a couple times. Chris, you've been on once or so before. Yep. What's up, man? Uh, not too much. Kermit the Frog here. Kermit the Frog here. So when did you start doing that Kermit the Frog here voice? You know, I actually took a lot of inspiration from Seth MacFarlane on Family Guy, because that's, it was kind of in my teenage years, and I just absorbed all of that, and he came on with the original, like, Family Guy, and just had every, like, voice imitation in his absolute wheelhouse, and it was incredible. I saw one, I saw one of him doing, like, the Taken uh, Liam Neeson as Kermit the Frog, and it was probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I think I have. It's great. He's like, I don't know who you are. I don't have a lot of money, and um, uh, uh, I, I will find you. I will hunt you down, and I will kill you. So have you ever... You're, you're a college man. Yeah, yeah. You're a single man. Have you ever considered doing this voice... Right in the middle of being intimate. Oh, all the time. I, I just imagine all like going to the bar, bringing home a nice sweet lady, yeah. and then the middle of everything, don't say anything, and, yeah. and, and give her the old oh piggy piggy. <laughs> I'm coming. No, maybe 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 not calling maybe not calling her piggy would be the best thing. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> what about your Russian accent? Oh, you yeah. could do oh, that one too, just to scare the shit yes. out of him. Oh, them. hello, yes, take take yes, like is good, yes. Uh, no, but uh, the other one too. I always thought about doing like the the uh, Mortal Kombat, like finish her. Oh come on, that's weak as all get out. Oh, really? And they've had plenty of those memes on. Oh, and you're they're right. Terrible. I guess that is, that that's that never been funny. Let's stick with the old, uh... the old fashion. <laughs> the Kermit the Frog here. Mm, yes. Uh, and, and then people just kind of told me. I also had a boss. Actually, funny enough, this kind of goes back to to when I was in high school. Uh, my boss at Dairy Queen. Uh, when I when I started in high school, his name was Jeff. Huge dude, worked out all the time, but he had a Kermit the Frog voice. Straight up, like he was the most intimidating guy. Always had great five o'clock shadow. Was always tan and jacked as hell. Uh, but he had a Kermit the Frog voice, and it was so funny just hearing him. And he was like, "Hey guys, I need you to um, go ahead and clean the bathrooms." Uh, and, and it just got to the, one, of the, one of those things where like. I'm like, shoot, you know what? I can make fun of people really good with their voices. Oh, and, my God. Uh, did you let him live that down? That's so... Oh, I, I never said it to his face. He was huge. He also controlled my paycheck. <laughs> you say his name was Patrick Mahomes? I should. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what are you going to do this weekend now that uh, the the Arnold Fest is canceled? You can't go. Aren't, aren't you there every year? Yeah, like, you know, I, getting all your creams and your, yeah. and your powders? My creams <laughs> and my salves. Yeah. You do go to this. Never mind, because you tell me about being went, asked elbows every single year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gross, gross. I mean, it's terrible that they canceled it. Like, I guess a bunch of like Worthington soccer moms got together and they said, 
they're not bringing this to Columbus. These people are going to be traveling from, from, from all over. I mean, the shit's here. Are you guys worried? I've been washing my hands a lot. Uh, no, I'm not particularly worried. <laughs> uh, we actually, I have, to have a story from that uh, with the corona, not with the coronavirus, with the Arnold, actually. Uh, at work this week, I work at Men's Warehouse. I sell lots of suits. Come see me if you need one. Um, but I had a group. <laughs> Kermit the Frog <laughs> Kermit here. Kermit the Frog here. Uh, <laughs> no, I had three just completely jacked dudes from New Jersey coming to my store on Monday, and was they were like, "Hey, uh, we need three completely fitted suits by Thursday. We're getting married at the Arnold Classic." Oh, good for them! Yeah, good for them. Uh, I have not seen them <laughs> since because I told them that that was not going to happen <laughs> because oh, they were so hard to fit. Oh, they were massive. They, were they huge, got like, all the money that they've lost. The, the, the hotels are booked. Like a year out in advance, right? Oh no, it's crazy! Like all of the money that is like just gone. So I imagine this guy is now not getting married at the Arnold. So I don't (laughs) know how that would work, but there's there's pluses and minus to this. Like I wanted my wife to be on. I asked her to be on this episode because I wanted to talk about the coronavirus. That she like I'm an anxious, nervous mess, and she is a nurse practitioner. And she's really, really smart. And she just the whole time she's just like. 50,000 people a year die from the flu. Like, she's like, you might get it. You're going to be fine. But I was like, I'm just a paranoid person. And I just, this is just exacerbates how bad I am because I hate people when they cough in public anyway. Do you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, I know what you mean. I'm not at all surprised by that. I go, I go to, I'm in like, gigantic auditorium halls at, at, at OSU with like, you know, Oh, I forgot you're kids. back in school. Yeah. Oh. I mean, there's like 500 kids in a single Stop coughing. Are and you oh, screaming at them? Them. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I swear to God, just go. Go home and go die. I don't care what you do. Don't be in here. Don't give me your funk. Like, I don't want it. We don't want it. We need you to go home yes, now. Please go home now. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, but it, it, it drives me crazy. The, uh, uh, Oh, what the hell was I even going to say? I had something just right there. Um, you're going to class. Yeah. You're going to the Arnold class. That was it. That was it. Get, no, can't get I, bumped. I, I meant to say, uh, last year I saw just an absolute bro down throwdown with like these just. It was you and Chris. No. For your arm wrestling. <laughs> these you and a boxer dudes. <laughs> these guys were absolute. I'll probably. And that's probably why they honestly threw down like. One dude jibed his buddy, and I didn't hear much of it, but you're literally, if, if you've never been, it's it's human highways. You literally just, like, walk, like you said, ass to elbows, just right on that top of people. It makes me so uncomfortable even when there isn't a oh, it's coronavirus. thousands of people just all right on top of each other, and these two, these, like, super huge dudes in front of me, one of them ribbed the other guy, and this, the, this one dude just turns around, and he straight <laughs> up just, like... Pokes his buddy in the chest. He goes, you know what, man? I'm getting real sick and tired of you giving me shit all day. And just jabs him in the chest. Shove, shove. The next thing I know is just these two absolute powerhouse dudes just throwing haymakers at each other in the middle of just hundreds of people. And wouldn't you believe if just like everybody didn't just clear out and watch? Like we're just we're such a spectating species that we're just like yes, violence. Especially as something like this, where it's just these dudes are probably just yoked on testosterone and steroids and just oh out of their minds throwing. Ha- I'm like 
I started off, I'm like, hey, guys, you know, uh, uh, and after I saw the punches these dudes were throwing, I just backed up. I'm like, I'm going to let the old 50, 60-year-old sheriffs deal with it. What are you going to do about it, pussy? I'm not doing a damn thing. I'm going to let the old the old sheriffs waiting on their pension get in here and try to break this up, not me. Oh, no. Hell no. Uh, other big news happened. Uh, we were going to go see, I actually, we may still be going to see Matt. Not Metallica, but uh, Metallica was planning two uh, nights at Sonic Temple in yeah, Columbus. Rip. Sonic Temple is the old rock on the range. Metallica had to cancel because James Hetfield just got out of rehab. He's, and he still has like his, his Saturday rehab stuff he has to go to. That he has to go to. Uh, so they, they issued a, he issued an apology. Sonic Temple issued an apology. And they said, listen, here's what you can do. You can either get your full refund of 300 bucks back or... You can keep the tickets, and instead of seeing Metallica two nights, you can see Red Hot Chili Peppers one night and Tool another night. I, I, I kind of still think we should go, and I don't want you to take this away from me. <laughs> don't take this from <laughs> me. Don't take this from don't me. Don't take it. There's like a handful of us, and we, I think we have like another two more weeks yeah. until we have to decide. It's, it's an expensive weekend, but... At You've this, already spent the money. Never, I, like my kids come in like two weeks later. Like I don't. I'm not going to get to have that experience again. And there's so many other good bands there. There's like Rancid and Deftones and uh, what were some of the other bands? Oh, Evanescence, wake me up. <laughs> you you <laughs> are excited about I that. I actually do like Evanescence. Bring out the violin. Give Red Hot Chili Peppers. I only saw once. I'm not a huge fan of. But they were outstanding live, and Tool is Tool. I'm I'm absolutely in love with their with their most recent album. You're not a big Tool fan though. I played you the new Tool, <laughs> and I was so excited about it. And I was like, "You got to listen to this song. It's 15 minutes long." And you, what did you say? This sounds like oh, I, early 2000s Nickelback. And I was I like, "You sound like a early bitch!" Wow, early 2000s oh, no. Nickelback. I was I was uh I, I'd had a little bit of the uh the drink, the demon drink, but oh. I was still sitting there and I'm just like I'm like kinda drunk eating this chicken parm and, and I'm so excited. Me. Like the album just came <laughs> out and I was like, like you gotta hear this. Dylan, you have to hear this tool and I'm just like, eh, I don't know, it kinda <laughs> sounds like early two thousands nickelback. What are you like? I'm just gonna eat my chicken parm. So what do you think? Like I I invited another buddy to come. He's gonna give me an answer because I was like, Hey, now Tool is actually coming yeah. to Columbus and Tool just did this small tour, and we thought that that was all that it was going to be. The day that the tickets went on sale, they went really quick. They were going to all these cities. They were coming to Cincinnati and and, and not Columbus. Now they're coming to Columbus. I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of on the fence here, but it is an expensive weekend. When it's all said and done, it's like five hundred bucks. True. Although I, I mean, I do live a half mile from the. So we're just gonna sit on your the porch. Venue. With one of those like old tiny yeah. horns stuck the old, in our the ear, old, the old horn just kind of <laughs> anchored over that way. Uh, I was gonna say we honestly could just hop the fence pregame, hop the fence, and go over and. and I am a huge, huge wimp though. Like I, <laughs> if when it comes when it comes to breaking the rules, like I my wife oh, will we be like, have... let's go, let's go sneak into the movie theater. It's like yeah. let's not try to get right? into heaven. Oh, I'm like, the exact same let's way. just not do that. Dylan does that all the time with the movie theater. I'm I like, do. Oh, easy, easy, easy. They might be hearing, but yeah, no, no, we definitely hit. Chris and I hit the double feature all the time. Oh, that's terrible. Full on anxiety during the second movie, though. You can't even enjoy it. You're like, no, it's not. I'm just, you're like, let's go see Cool Runnings too, and you're like, well, we didn't pay for that, and he's like, I got an ace up my sleeve. <laughs> what was We're our just, most recent? Our most recent was like Aladdin. I think was it Detective Pikachu? It was Detective uh, Pikachu. We paid. 
we paid for a good movie. We did pay for a good movie. And then as we were like walking out, it was like Detective Pikachu starts in 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh, yes, we're absolutely going to go slip in here and watch Detective Pikachu. And I'm like, oh, God, I guess I'll go. Yeah. Oh, that's not true. You're, you guys are both huge Pokemon fans. Oh, no, I was stoked Nobody's... for the movie, but for the anxiety of sneaking into the second the movie, I'm the same movie. way that you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's just not like, how uh, I like to live my life. Yeah, I'll like, pay the extra $8. Some people get a huge rush out of stuff like that. Love not it. me. Not me. The wife, could, she could easily do a double feature and, and be yelling at me the whole time. Probably will teach our kid how to do it. Not me, on the other That's hand. That's what I learned. Like, I want to get to those pearly gates, and he, I'm showing me, have him show me the videos of me being inappropriate, but not doing double feature <laughs> stuff. Absolutely not. Also, there's a upswing to the idea of canceling Sonic Temple. I had the conversation with my wife. What if I just took that $500? Put it towards the PS5. Oh, the man, PS5 yeah. and the Xbox Series X are coming out this fall. These things are five hundred dollars. Do you remember when the N64 came out? And it was two fifty. Like I couldn't imagine having this conversation with my parents if I was a kid now. Like, hey, mom, like this new system's coming out. It's six hundred dollars. Like, are you guys gonna try to get one of the new consoles, Chris? You. No, you're on board. He's a P- I, he's a PlayStation I, I have a guy. PS4, yeah. Big, big I actually guy. have I have PS4 and I have Xbox One. I don't know if I'm willing to immediately spend that much money though. That seems kind of outrageous. But for they're me. huge leaps. I mean, the the problem with are the they PS- though? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when the port- PS4 and the Xbox One came out, they were kind of middle of the road hardware because they wanted to price it cheaper to get people on board right off the bat. That's not the case with the PS3 and the uh, the Xbox 360. They were like top of the line stuff. So now we're back to this is like cutting edge stuff. And the, and the only reason that I'm leaning PS5 at first, I definitely am going to get both of them, is I already have an Xbox One X. And it only came out three years ago. And it already really, really looks great. I, and I'll be able to play all of those Xbox games on that console, even the new Halo. So I might as well just bite the bullet, get the PS5. And my wife was like, you know, she was on board for me going to Sonic Temple because she knows that, like, I mean, seeing Metallica twice with two unique sets. I'm salty. I don't even, I still, I mean, don't, I still don't want to talk about it. I listen that, to Metallica at the gym. That and I is, cry. I mean, they're doing it, I think, two more times in, in other states, but like, that's a once in a lifetime situation. If you, if you've seen Metallica once, you've seen them as many times as you need. To. They're always going to end with, you know, hit the lights. You know, they, they don't change up their set list too much. So I was looking forward to seeing them play twice. Two, two sets, two unique sets. I yeah. think that was the biggest thing because I'm like, I, I went, I'd finally hear Fuel Live. Yeah, I'd finally battery, hear. I didn't, I didn't get battery. So I went and saw them up in Cleveland last year and I didn't get battery. Yeah. There was a lot. I didn't get like black end. Um, they only had like 16 songs that they ran through when I went up and saw them in Cleveland. Granted, it was like a it was like a three and a half four hour entire one one set, but this was such a unique opportunity to have that double set. I'm Metallica, so- and I I don't know. I'm 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 salty, but if we if your buddy comes down, we can uh, we can pregame. I'd love Tool. I I you know there. I can't believe you're not a big Tool I'll, fan. Slipknot. I'll open. I'll now open I, it makes I sense. While yeah. oh you are. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll totally go watch Slipknot. My wife, she'll like catch me watching like concerts, and she'll be like, "None of this is yeah, okay." Well, like, <laughs> like nine dudes all wearing masks. Pig none mask? of yeah, none of this is okay. Human skin on his face. What is that? So yeah. back to the PlayStation Five or the Xbox Series right. X. Are neither one of you guys on board for oh. early adopting? Oh, I'm getting the Xbox right away. 
Even if it's six hundred bucks, uh, well, so okay, I will say because um, I think that they're gonna have two models. I think they're gonna have the high end one and then the lower end model. That's I, what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking that the high end one will be five ninety nine, but it's gonna be cutting edge. Yeah, and then I think that the other one will be three ninety nine. Mm. No, maybe four ninety nine and five ninety nine. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot more sense. Uh, but five hundred bucks, man, I would like it's. I'm a 37-year-old adult, and I'm already having these conversations with my wife, and it's just like when I was a kid. Like, yeah. hey, mom, like, this is going to come out. You know, I really want the 3DO or, or the Jaguar. All these, <laughs> like, when I was a kid, I was shooting for the moon. I was like, give me these consoles that nobody, the Panasonic shit, what was that thing, the CDI? You guys, this is way before your time. You guys were like <laughs> two years old when these consoles came out, but, like, I was... But I still got I still got the heavy hitters. I still got the Sega Genesis, the Super Nintendo, the NES. And that's really the, all you needed. The PlayStation. Oh, yeah. yeah, the N64. That's all you really needed. But, like, now I'm back in the same boat. Yeah. Like, I, I can afford these consoles. Trade, trading your Xbox One X for the for the new Xbox. That's literally so, okay. I don't want to do that, though, what because. What are you still going to use your Xbox One X for? I don't know, but it was it's a. It's a <laughs> You're still, not. You're it's not. Still, yeah, but. Uh, GameStop isn't going to give me enough that I'll feel validated about give it. They'll probably give me 200 a, for it. If they give me $200, it's kind of a conversation, but they I, gave they gave me two so here's exactly But what 100 I did. bucks like forget no, that. No, 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 like no, no, if no, you no. trade in a vanilla PlayStation 4, I think that they might give you like $80. $80 that's terrible. That is pretty bad. And I have like five or six controllers. I honestly I want to take my PS4 and put it down in my basement and just turn it into a dedicated arcade machine. That's yeah. Because like eighty bucks at the end of the day, that is it's not a flash in the pan. I'm not rich, but like eighty bucks just does not seem like a worthy no, trade. No, not at all. I I think so. And I'm always pissed off when like I, I go back and I'm like, huh, I want to play Bioshock or or something, and I don't have that game or I yeah. don't have that console because I was an idiot and I traded it in. Yeah. Um. Are I, you what? What do you have an Xbox? I do. I have an Xbox One X. So that's that's what I was. Oh, gonna you say. do. Yeah, I got the Xbox One back in 2014. Yeah. Had it for up until I want to say two or three years ago. No, it was about two years ago because then that's when the Xbox One X came out. Yeah, and I just kind of scoured GameStop, scoured GameStop, and finally they had a deal. I want to say maybe like one or two months after the Xbox One X came out. Yeah, and they were like, they're like, bring in your old Xbox One, and we'll give and we'll give you two hundred bucks. Holy shit! For the vanilla Xbox for One, the vanilla Xbox One towards your Xbox One X. And wow, so, that's a good deal. And they had a special going on at the same time too, where I got to pick a free game, and so I got like Madden eighteen for free along with my Xbox One X for only like two hundred and fifty bucks. So if you if we were to trade in our Xbox One X's for two hundred bucks, yep. we're looking at getting Series X for yeah, six hundred yeah. bucks. And so we're a, still have, looking at about four about four hundred and eighty bucks. They'll probably have which, a, they'll probably have a free game that comes with it though. Yeah. So they'll probably have some new release. They'll probably have, I don't know, Cyberpunk or something. T- Cyberpunk or something that they're trying to gear towards this new consoles and they'll be like, Hey, you get Cyberpunk and the new Xbox One Series X. I don't know what Project Scarlet or whatever it's yeah. called. You'll get the new one, uh, and it will give you two hundred bucks for it. I'm I'm jumping on that all the way. Yeah, and and like I'm taking it. So when I I've been with my wife now for seven and a half years, and it was so funny because when the PlayStation Four came out, like she's like, "What are you doing?" And it was maybe nine thirty or ten o'clock. We weren't even living together at that time, and I was waiting in line. I was the first in line for the launch of the PlayStation Four. Like they took a picture of me, like being the first guy to like walk out of it, out of the GameStop with my PlayStation Four. And the way that it happened was, 
I didn't pre-order my console. But there was a rumor that all the GameStops were going to be getting like five or six more. Yeah. And I I heard that like if you stop in at, at a certain time, you can hop in the line and grab one of those extra consoles that they're going to get. So I was like, I was working. I, I hopped over there at lunch and I was like, hey, what's the one? Oh, no, that's not what I did. I waited outside for them to begin taking whatever the process was. I think it was because they, they start checking everybody in like six hours before it happens or eight hours before it happens. It wound up that I was like, it was the first time I've ever done a console launch. And I, I remember walking home and just being, what was I, 31? Like, I'm 37 years old, and I still feel exactly the same way that I did when I opened up my N64. Getting a brand new my console. New it's console, my a oh, new console, my new N64, my PlayStation, my, my NES. And now, like, I have a kid that's coming, and my kid's coming in two months. That's going to be expensive as shit. And now two consoles that are coming out, one is $600, one is $500. What do I do? You might have to sell some of these ridiculous shit. Some of my toys? That's off the table, Dylan. (laughs) You got like a Jimi Hendrix signed guitar down here that's just chilling. Well, that's the thing. I can't sell that. I've been having these conversations and she's just like, you got to understand, like we're going to struggle to pay for daycare. I was like, I know, but I can't just be that guy that just works really, really hard. I charge 15 an hour. He doesn't play the newest video games. What? I charge 15 an hour. Bring me over, you Uh, know. You came over and the first thing you did was broke a wine glass. (laughs) And I said, you dumb shit. shit. (laughs) He slapped me on the wrist like dad did back in the day. He, He told me to go out and pick a switch out of the tree. (laughs) <laughs> just breaking over my backside here. Good grief. Uh, so you are going to go Xbox Series X. Yes. Uh, I have... So I got the God of War PS4 Pro Edition. So it's super dope. It comes with like the, the God of War controller and the whole PS4 looks all God of war and everything. I, I got it. It was like a special they had because that's... I figured that was as good a time as any to buy a PS4 was when the, that new God of War came out. And it, God, it was amazing. But that's I'm going off on a tangent. So that's the one that I have. I actually don't think I'm going to get rid of it. I don't think I'm going to trade it in because it looks awesome. It comes with an awesome controller that I still love. And I'll probably literally just hang on to it. At well, some point when they come around for like the new PS5, when they drop a fat deal for it or something like that, I'll, I might might chunk towards it. But I'll probably just go over to Chris's and play his, honestly. Uh, yeah. With the new Xbox, like the smartest thing that they did was, hey, buy this new Xbox. You can still play all your Xbox One games. You can still play all your Xbox 360 games. Like them. The cloud That is so smart. That is so smart because there's all these weird dilemmas when thinking about trading in my PlayStation 4. I stopped buying physical games probably five or six years ago because it got to the point where it's just so much more convenient to buy digital. And we're so lazy. We're such a lazy creature. But, you know, like I still buy physical Nintendo Switch games because they hold their value. I can buy Pokemon. It sucks. And then I can trade it in for wow. thirty bucks, and I can get, and I can take it and put it towards my next Nintendo Switch game. You buy a physical PS4 game, you're gonna get ten bucks for it. Yeah, if that, like 10, if, if that, like they just they don't care. But with Nintendo Switch, the the value lasts. So if I traded in my PlayStation Four, there's all of that library that I can't play anymore. So I'm I'm thinking about. Is that, is that what they said? I actually didn't hear that. I didn't hear that PlayStation said that they're going to... I don't know. I, I'm just okay. saying that's a dilemma. That's a... Like, we already know that Xbox is saying you're going to be fine. Oh, yeah. All, your whole library will go over. We're, yeah, we're yeah. taking care of it. It's incredible. And it's really smart, too, because they said that Cyberpunk, buy it now. 
Don't wait until the Xbox Series X comes out. Buy it now. And then when if you do decide to upgrade, we're going to give you the game for free. And we're gonna. It's gonna be upgraded with the uh, the, with the Xbox Series the, X yeah, enhancements. Yeah, yeah, you'll get the you'll get the advancements with it if you buy it digitally. Yeah. Now I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, of course. Uh, yeah, uh, of course. I, well, I think it has to be because otherwise, when you buy games physical, you're still just taking the game and downloading it onto your hard drive anyway. I think there's. I think they might do the thing though that like so Xbox did it where they had for the longest time they when they first released the Xbox One they're like hey. We're going to give you Skyrim like you had on the Xbox 360, but then also here's Skyrim on the Xbox One X. And so you have those two. And I think, it, yes, it was backwards compatible, but I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm in the same way as you, though. I just buy everything digitally now, honestly. Yeah. It's just... And you always have it. You always have it in your library in case you ever are just like... I've, I think I've got like 120 games in my like backup Xbox library. Oh, it's astounding. If I'm ever just like, hey, I really want to play this game again, I can just go back over, re-download it uh-huh. for free, and it's just there for me. I'm like, all right, get a little nostalgia. It also, it also makes you scared, though, too. But, you know, it doesn't matter because even the physical disc that you do own, all that is is just the fun little case. And that's it. At any point. Yeah. Any of these companies could say, you know what? Because when you buy the physical disc, it's not like you're a cartridge on the NES. It's just the rights to play the game. That's it. That's it. It's not like you own the game. Like you own the rights to play the game as long as they say that's fine. So it's not like I have a small game collection in my one room over there. It's all my old Nintendo games, all my old Super Nintendo games. At any time, I can take those and just plug them into a console and relive those Memories, you can't you can't do that. So I don't feel so nervous about going strictly digital. And I got to a point where I was like, man, I hate getting up off my fat ass and switching games. <laughs> you know, like just I like closing out and like going to the other game. So you are Team Xbox. Xbox I should baby. be Team Xbox, but I love the 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 One X. So I think I can ride that coattails for at least a year. But I can't get both consoles either. Not yet. Not, Not yet. I, or, <laughs> Not a, when I got not engaged, as long as the boss knows, you know, you got to, when you gotta I, sneak when I got in. engaged, I remember like having a, like I had a PS4 at that time and I, and my wife, my now wife, she was my, she was my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> she was like, she was like, she was shouting at the time. I was going to, I was going to put a ring on it anyway, mm-hmm. but she was like, if you want to buy an Xbox, it, isn't that wonderful about women? It's like, they can lay down the law even when they're just your girlfriend, <laughs> when there's no ties to it whatsoever. Like she didn't know me at this point, but she was like, you put a ring on this. You can go buy an Xbox whenever you want to. And I, I, I had a ring like within the week, not because of the <laughs> Xbox. It just so happened. Like not because of the Xbox. It just up. so it's happened. Fine. And like I remember like I posted on Facebook when I still had Facebook. I was like my, my girlfriend said that if I put a ring on it, I could get an Xbox. You were looking at the owner of a new Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> If you like, it, what, doesn't, it's not, it doesn't work like that anymore. That's what Beyonce said, right? If you like it, then you got to put a ring yeah, on it. It doesn't yeah. work like that anymore with with a child coming. Uh, Chris, what are, what are you going to be? Uh, I am definitely a team PlayStation over here, and well, yeah, because I think what I what I what I read was that the with the PS5, any new games and stuff that they're releasing will still be available on the okay. PS4, and so I I don't think I see a reason to upgrade right away. Yeah. Um. 
I don't know. There are games like uh, I, Cyberpunk not, that's going to be huge. I know like, you play a lot of video games, but like you were even late to adopting a Switch. So it's oh, like, yeah. I don't think you're the, the type I'm, of guy I'm that's chomping at the scene. bit for the newest hardware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've, I had a PlayStation 2 as my like most advanced thing until the <laughs> Xbox One X. It, because it played Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> X1, it, and exactly. X2. And, <laughs> and I played that 12 times yeah, in a row. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Uh, but no, I don't think, I, like I said, and I think that PlayStation also said that you are going to be able to transfer your games over to the PS5. So kind of similarly with the Xbox that you guys were talking about. They can't to, alienate people. Like, yeah, they're not alienate, that, yeah. but just like, that's not alienating them, but it's, but it's inconveniencing them or just yeah, kind of screwing them it's over. It's a lot of money to buy all P- those games People again. don't want to have multiple, con- unless you're me, they don't want to have 10 consoles hooked up to one TV. Right. So, uh, let's... I'm sorry. Yeah, I was go just going to say my, my last little dig. So the way I work it out, like Xbox is what I play with me and all my guys. Like we, we, most of most you and of, all your Arnold classic, Arnold classic my, army. My boot Arnold bros. Bros. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we throw down on the Xbox, but, um, Back your yeah, we <laughs> like PlayStation for me is all about the exclusives. And that's, yeah. that's the whole reason I got it was, so I was like, I am not going to, I miss. mean, the last of us will definitely come last out on PS five. Yeah enhanced i mean the same thing happened with the first last they're of talking us. about a new spider-man they'll probably drop a spider-man ps5 if they drop a spider-man ps5 i'll probably just buy that damn spider-man ps5 i love the exclusives playstation has killer exclusives xbox is trying to catch up but it'll the, like the spider-man ps5 it'll still be available on the ps4 like do you think it's going to be that much better like have yes. we reached like is it going to be <laughs> the yes. threshold is that much further that it's going to be worth getting an entire new console yes versus just having this game Yes, I don't know if I, I feel I, that I, way. I, just because I'm I'm a sucker for it, and I know when they do drop it, I'll be like, fine, just let me let me in there, let me get it. I'm I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like you, Chunk. Like I want my big three. I want my Switch. I want my PlayStation. I want my Xbox. All it all goes back to when I was a kid, and yeah. I hated that feeling when something came out and I couldn't play it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if I'm placing blame on something that doesn't exist because I was a spoiled kid when I was a kid, but I just I. I hate that if something comes out and I don't have the ability. I, I was one of the dumb son of a bitches that bought an HD DVD player Ooh, when that when that competition was going oh, yeah. on. I was like, <laughs> you can't get Transformers on Blu-ray. That's right. That's right. Goddamn right. So, but we'll see. Yeah. I, and and it's really and there there's I think we're gonna get, I think they're rumoring to be. Uh, I heard that they were gonna show some footage of like the new Xbox this week. By the same uh, developer that did uh, Horizon, which I'm stoked okay. about. Those are the most beautiful games on Xbox. But oh, yeah. let's see. Or Play- PlayStation had Horizon. The the Horizon like Zero Dawn. The no 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 not oh, Horizon okay. Zero Dawn. Uh, the driving game. What's it called? Oh Forza. 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 Forza, Forza Horizon. Right, and Xbox owns Forza. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering. I was like Horizon. That's the that's the redheaded chick that runs around and shoots mechanical dinosaurs, which. A great game. Anyway, that's uh, tangenting here. <laughs> All right, you boys, uh, you guys want to take a quick break? Yeah, I could eat some we'll Kinder. Take a All right, we'll be right back. Guys, I don't know about you, but uh, ever since I was a younger kid, I've kind of suffered from an oral fixation. It's like. Just things in my mouth are always excite me. You know, like I bite my fingernails. It's terrible. I'm 37 years old. I bite my fingernails. Recently, I used this product that it's like a nail polish that it makes your nails taste absolutely terrible. And it got me thinking, and it got me thinking 
about the good people at Moral Applications that we could make a product here. Okay. And the product is called Don't Put That in Your Mouth Spray, and it's only $9.99. Now, this can fix anything that you don't want to put in your mouth. Say, say you have trouble with overeating. You know, like you buy a hamburger and you're like, shit, I'm already a big tub of goo. Like, spray it <laughs> on the hamburger. Boom. It's going to taste terrible. Bada bing, bada boom. What flavors are you offering? All kinds of flavors. I mean, like terrible to most terrible. You don't okay. want to put this in your mouth. Right. No, horrible. Smoking. Chris, you know all about know. smoking. I you can't get like enough that. of that tobacco. Give me one drink. And I'm like, give me a pack of give cigarettes. Give me a pack of cigarettes right now. All you got to do, you buy those cigarettes. You pull out the don't put that in your mouth spray. You spray it on your cigarettes. You're going to still smoke because you're addicted, but it's going to suck and you're going to smoke It's going to be the worst. I'm be like, is this sardine flavored cigarettes? The worst thing about the coronavirus is they're saying don't touch your face. I touch my face all the time. I'm, I'm I can't. I rub my eyes. Yeah. I, I put my fingers in my mouth. I just, I can't help myself. Okay. You spray this shit on your hands, you're not going to want your hands anywhere near your face. What about these weirdos that kind of want a little bit of extra sauciness in the bedroom? Spray it on different parts of your lover. You're, you're you're still gonna go there. Not today. But it's it not maybe not today. But it's gonna be interesting when you get there. That's right. Uh, direct where your lover goes. What about? Do you guys have the problem when your partner always wants a bite of your sandwich or bite of your pizza? The you worst. You go the out worst. to dinner and like I say, do you want French fries? And she goes, nah, I just might need some of yours. And I'm like, I'm only asking this question because I eat a lot and I'm concerned that you're going to want to eat french fries that are mine that uh, that's like that's how i'm going to get through the evening those just, are my fries i need this calorically how dare you use the don't put that in your mouth spray kind of gaslight them a little bit so if they ask for a bite of your sandwich just spray it on the bite from now on they hate the taste of your favorite sandwich this is genius it's 9.99 don't put that in your mouth spray don't put it in your mouth chris i know stop putting it in your mouth i can't Dylan, help it. Stop putting it in your mouth. I want a three-pack for $20. Chunk, stop putting it in your mouth. It's only $9.99. You're going to love it. You're going to stop putting it in your mouth. Buy one right now. Hello and welcome back to the Afternoon Yap. It is time for our second segment that we call this the Yap Minis. This is when we discuss TV shows we've been watching. This is when we discuss podcasts, movies, indie video games, anything, comic books, anything that we want to give short little reviews about. And I got two new new co-hosts this week and you guys got some stuff for me. Dylan. We're trying to stay relevant. I don't know if this is too relevant, but I've been dying (laughs) to see this show, and it's one of my favorite video game series of all time, but I just haven't got to it. So you're on the show. I want to hear about it. Tell us about The Witcher on Netflix. I don't even know where to start. So um, first off, uh, still slightly salty that we scrapped our Game of the Decades podcast that we were going to do because... Witcher 3 Wild Hunt was my number one. That's a good way to open it. On uh, the on the games of the decade. It's an interesting it's an interesting it's interesting how that div- that team started out. Oh my god. It so just, they started out with The Witcher 1. Yeah. It was this small game. Witcher 2, like I remember playing that on the PC. It was my brand new PC and the, this was this was back when this wasn't on consoles. Then The Witcher 3 came out, and it was this massive hit by this small Polish team. Absolutely game changer. And, and, and I mean, they took it, and they ran with it, and they, they, got, the, they got the blessing of the, 
the actual author that wrote all the books. Now, I will I'll preface this. I haven't read the book, so all you people who are like, oh my god, he hasn't read the book, so how does he even know what he's talking about? Um, I, I've, I've done enough, and I've, I've watched the series through on Netflix twice now. The, the, the show's incredible. A lot of people were a little bit upset. They said, you know, how are you going to have Superman, Henry Cavill, come in here big and hunky, and play Geralt, who from everything—he's an older man. He's 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 older, cut, he's cut out of wood in in, yeah, the, in the video games. Exactly. He's just kind of he's just grizzled, but he's and smaller in the video smaller, games exa- too. Yeah, exactly. And he's he's not in in the books too. He's supposed to be a smaller. He's supposed to look kind of sickly and and be not you know. And they cast Henry Cavill, who just is walking pecs. I mean, the guy the guy's just absolutely incredible. He's shoulders. Upon shoulders, but I think he's a big fan of the series too, right? Or is that just it. a huge He nerd. loves yeah. it. He's right. Okay. He says he said straight up. He's in the interviews. He's like, I want this more than anybody else wants this. That's so refreshing to hear because you get so worn out by people that are feigning their yes. enthusiasm for whatever they're playing. Yes, uh, uh, Batman. Most recent Ben Affleck. We're looking at you. Um, <laughs> so. But no, and he came out and he's like, I want this. I love the books. I've played the games. I'm Henry Cavill and I'm Brawny and I have a great square jaw and I just want to be your Geralt of Rivia. And I think he's done an incredible job. Now, the the Geralt that plays in like the video games, I actually think it's a British fellow um, that still has a tad bit of like an American accent as best as he can. Uh, the voice actor for it is actually what's kind of sold everybody on it because he's so good. The The game series is so incredible. And, you know, everybody was like, oh, man, how can he live up to it? Now, with the game series, it was pretty much the tail end of all the books. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much as far as the author himself has written up to. And this Witcher Netflix series has brought... Where does it start? I'm sorry? Where does it start? What do you mean, where does it start? So does it start it, with the first game, the second game, the third game? Like, I, I where are we at? I, now, I'll have to be honest with you. I, I never played the first game. I only played about a half of the second game because it was a really rough playthrough on console. Yeah. It was pretty rough. Um, so I never really actually played that much into it. But I do know that the Netflix show itself starts off exactly where the first book starts off. Okay. By the author. And he just kind of throws you right in. Now, from having played the games, it gave me a better understanding of how the show was supposed to spin off. And I knew the character breakdowns. I, I was able to kind of identify the characters and identify how the kind of time lapses work because it does jump around. Now, it jumps around in a few points where it's like, hey, this happens. But this is actually kind of in the future. This happens. And it's way in the past. And they don't really tell you that in the show. And that would, I think, be the only thing that's going to confuse new watchers. New watchers are going to come in and be like, what is happening? What's up with my timeline right now? Yeah, if I, it, it, just jumping please, in really please. quickly, because uh, Dylan, I watched most of it with you actually right. over at my place. Um, I was completely confused about what was going on. Luckily, I had you over there to be like, okay, we're in this timeline versus in the future or in the past or whatever. But I even feel like Netflix on all of their social media platforms were putting out timelines to kind of help people kind of figure out exactly where things were happening. Because I did, like I said, not everyone has someone who's played the games or read the books to kind of help them out. It was kind of confusing, but still super entertaining. Interesting. And that's, and that's a thing is they do a great job in the show of just kind of keeping you reeled in. It's your, it's your like kind of fantasy otherworld go-to now that we don't have Game of Thrones anymore. It's, it kind of scratches that fantasy itch. So if you're somebody who's just kind of on the fence of it, you're seeing it and you're like, Hey, you know, 
I'm not going to say go out and read the entire book series because that's way too much effort that you have to put in. I would say the better thing to do, watch the show. By the time you get to the end of the series, the timeline will be all cut up and you'll be like, okay, all right. I, I kind of understand exactly where I'm at, exactly where I'm supposed to be. Now, that and that is the thing though. I, I think you're right. I think Netflix actually put out like an image giving like a, a break, map. Yeah. Yeah. Of like a break by breakdown of like, Every single episode and when it was happening or when it was happening in the chronologically in the timeline. And uh, so thankfully, like I saw like I've watched the the whole series twice now and it's still just incredible. Henry Cavill, um, if you have played the game, does the actual persona of Geralt of Rivia incredible justice, even though he is. Not exactly what people want. He's fantastic. I mean, he. he I'd rather have somebody that's super passionate and about that's, it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And doesn't fit the bill than the other way around. Exactly. That does fit the bill and isn't passionate yeah. about the the character. Although I would take Nick Cage as uh, <laughs> as <laughs> anything <laughs> ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be great. <laughs> oh, we need to. Do, when I think of The Witcher, I think of three things. I think of and really scary, unique monsters. That's it, I think yeah. of big, beautiful <laughs> cities that they just are so detailed i love the towns and the environments in the witcher series and then i hate to say it but it just busty women that all want to sleep with you so it's like do we get those three things in the show in and and i think that's actually where the i mean netflix as soon as i i want to say as soon as they pitched this thing netflix was like we're throwing our entire budget that we have at this right now because we're going to be one of the first people are thirsty for more Game of Thrones. Yeah. People are thirsty for more Game of Thrones, and people are thirsty for I want to say a good video game series. Yeah, and I think that's it because yeah. like we haven't had good video games like series. We haven't had good video game movies. We haven't had a good video game just any any representation of that in like film and media in general. It usually just gets absolutely butchered. The fans are upset. Everybody's upset. I think with this Witcher. I think everybody is pleasantly pleased with it outside of maybe the few fans that can be butthurt about Geralt of Rivia being Henry Cavill. I don't have any problem with Henry Cavill. Not at all. No, no. He's, and he's he's so good. He's, he, he hits the persona. He actually does. He says, like, I actually, when I go into this role, um, I take on the voice of the original actor that does Geralt in the movies. He's like, I get real, uh, I get all raspy and throaty and I just kind of get all broody and blah, blah, blah. And I say... I say the f word a lot and blah blah i don't know i can say it on here but uh, and that's and that's kind of his thing he's like i love the persona that the character takes on in the video games that's what he wants to emulate but put kind of his own little i guess flair on it um but it's incredible and that's and that's exactly what you get you get these big beautiful gorgeous cities the elaborate costumes the 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 big personas on screen and of course the monsters i i think the actual first scene in the entire show series is him just all up on all his potions and everything. You get to see him actually in like his true like witcher form. That'd when, be awesome if they had a scene of him like putting oils on his sword and, that, yeah. and like preparing for a battle, which was the worst shit they of the second do. one. I, but I'm sure they'd have to show homage to it. Yeah, I actually think in, in the show, they actually have one of the episodes. It's in like a middling episode, four or five. And he's, he's hired by... Uh, one of one of the many, many, many different like regions in the area. Oh that yeah, that's the great part about the games. And and he's hired by one of them to like you know uh, exercise one of the. I I don't want to give anything away here, but like one of the kind of um, 
entities or, or spirits that inhabits this castle area. And it, it turns out that, you know, it's been a curse that's been put on this poor girl. And she's been like this for like 20 years. And he kind of oils up and gets his spells ready. And he actually takes the time to like get everything ready. But the, the very, very first scene of the entire series is him just fighting like this giant, like I think it's an Ekimora or something like that out in the swamps. And it's just like this gigantic creature with all these like crazy arms. That's like trying to kill him and holding him under. And he, you know, he kind of holds his own, cuts its head off and brings it in. And it's, and that's where you get, you get the fantastical monsters. And I, I think literally the first episode, it, it sells you. It absolutely sells you. Cause it's like, here's your monsters. Here's your beautiful scenery. Here's your great cinematography. And here's your busty women that you yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From the, like I said, as someone who did not play the games or read the books, the first episode that we watched, like I said, you came over and hung out at my place and we watched the first episode and I was hooked immediately. I was like, we're going to watch all of this and we're going to enjoy it. And it's going to be amazing. <laughs> great. And the great the sound work stays true to the game. Overall, like, if you're new to it, like, if you're on the fence, like, man, you know, I just, I really don't know. It doesn't seem like it's up my wheelhouse. Watch it. Just watch it. Go in. You'll 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 get a little confused by the timeline. Um, you know, go go on a Netflix thing. There's all kinds of timelines that actually kind of break it down for you. It's not really that hard. It is a little confusing. It really but... wasn't that hard to keep up with, honestly. Yeah. Oh, even it's... if even if it was like kind of tough to keep up with, you could still follow the story pretty well. I don't know. I enjoyed it. It hits the fantasy genre. It hits that itch. If you got that fantasy genre itch where you're like, I need something new in my life. I need some magic. I need some swords. I need some beautiful, you know, cities and women to just <laughs> and, and boobies and, and yes, all all the bibs. And <laughs> I, I just need all this in my life. And I don't, you know, I just want a good feel good fantasy. Witcher's gonna scratch that itch for you. And I think it was so smart for Netflix to to release this when they did, just because of the disappointment of the end of Game of Thrones. Like people were wanting this fantasy world and this fantasy, like I don't know. Right? uh, Yeah. Oh, absolutely. After Game of Thrones was such a disappointment with the last season. Sorry if anyone loved the last season, but like no one particularly did. And to replace that with The Witcher right now on Netflix, which people mostly have anyways, I think people would flock to it and enjoy it. Yeah, even the casual watcher. So I want to hear about The Outsider. This is an HBO show. Yes. I don't have HBO anymore. It's like I what? Well, I mean, we're trying to again. Game of Thrones is money, over. You know? Like we're done. The main reason that we had HBO for the longest time was only for Game of Thrones. Right. And now it's fifteen bucks a month. Like that's the exact same price that I get from Netflix. And we ha- we watch a lot more content on Netflix. Yeah. And we have YouTube TV, so we get all the other good series too. But it's true. Of course, as soon as I get rid of HBO, Curb Your Enthusiasm comes back as well. <laughs> right. But I want to hear about The Outsider. Chris, yes. can you tell us a little bit about this, please? Yeah, no, it's uh, and The Outsider. It's a it was it's based off of a book by Stephen King. Um, so immediately I was intrigued because I've been super into all of the the remakes and the production of uh, visual media uh, that has been made off of Stephen King things. Uh, it particularly i read the it books and i love the it movies i know justin you may not agree with all of that but the first it was good the oh, first I hate it, clowns. oh come I, on the I, second I, I one was good clowns. too the second one was good second too. One was good too i, I enjoyed it they dra- they dragged me to it and i i put we my, did we did i put my hands over my face for half the movie <laughs> i hate clowns go ahead oh but uh no and and it's it's it starts out as just like a pretty basic seeming murder mystery kind of thing going on there's a murder in this town in georgia and 
uh, Jason Bateman, who actually produces it, if I'm not... Uh, yeah, yeah, no, he's an executive producer. He's an executive yeah. producer, uh, also an actor. Um, uh, stumbles across this this murder that happens, there's a child that's murdered, and it becomes a huge thing that sends ripples throughout the entire community. Um, as kind of time goes along, you see that there's maybe a more supernatural thing happening through the first couple episodes. Dylan, again, I'm going to ask you to help me out with this. The first couple episodes, you don't really get into the weird supernatural stuff that's going on. Not as much. Yeah, it's very, it's very much for the people. There's a, there's a looming, there's a looming figure throughout the entire thing. Um, but it doesn't until like episodes is this show. Uh, right now it's up to nine. Oh, nine episodes, nine, I think. I, they're, yeah, they're it's a m- with ten or eleven, I think. I was going to say it's a it's mini a season. Are they an hour episodes? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Hour episodes, and uh, this <laughs> this poor family just like keeps dealing with all of these terrible things that happens to them. The, there's a child that's murdered. There's people keep dying and all this fun stuff. Without trying not to do too many spoilers. Um, there, uh, I think I think Chris was right though. Like the supernatural stuff is is it's it's looming. You you always see kind of like this ominous this ominous figure, and you're just like, what the heck is this guy's absolute rule? And you right. know you know from I I want to say from like the the general response of Jason Bateman, who starts off he's. Is he he's, in the show? He your, is in the show. Yeah. I love Jason Bateman. How can you not? Is he funny or is he, is he kind of like, no, uh, is he I mean, funny? Is he good like season one of his most, what was that? What's the show oh, he's on? Arrested Ozark. Development? Ozark, yeah. Oh, Ozark. Season oh, yeah. one, he's hilarious yeah. in that show. And then season two, like he's no, not telling. He's, he's a bit more, he's very much your Ned Stark. In, I was going to say, it's very serious. Yeah. <laughs> no spoilers. Again. I like Jason Bateman. Yeah. So go ahead. What were you saying? No, go ahead, please, Chris. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like it, it, it's one of those it's one of those series where uh, there there's so many fine details. It's kind of hard to talk about with give, without giving too many spoilers. Um, you just and it just looms over this community for like the longest time. I feel like Jason Bateman's, uh, and then it, it's hard to it's like like Chris said, it's hard to talk about without giving spoilers. But eventually, it turns out that they're this supernatural figure plays a much larger part in this entire thing. Yeah, um, and how it all kind of breaks down, and, and it starts to uh, become a very much like Stephen Kingy thing. It gets very Stephen King ass. Yeah, it's yeah, good. yeah. If you've read any of his books or, or connected any of the dots and stuff of all together, it's it's so much like delves into like the. And I'm glad he's finally getting, I would say, as a whole, um, a larger platform for yeah. him to be able to actually like get out. Because I think that was the biggest thing for most of us. You know, they made like the mist. And all this stuff back, and they, they just made all these gigantic books that he made into these movies, and they just cut so much, so much, so much, and all the all the big Stephen King people were they, like, they did the series, uh, the Dome. It yeah. was terrible. Was like it, it started, it, got, it started it off pretty good, so and then it was horrible. Yeah, because my wife was watching it. I was like, we've got to stop watching this. This is, awful. <laughs> yeah. this is awful television. But what were you talking about? Oh well, H. I mean, he's getting HBO money out of now. Yeah. Oh H- yeah, HBO. Oh, I think- is he seventy five now? 75,000 like years old. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 75,000. Yeah. No, HBO just bought somebody else. HBO just bought like South Park, I want to say. They did. With HBO, HBO was... bought South Park? Yeah. They no did. Way. Yeah. Yep. No yep. way. They're going to put South Park on HBO? On HBO, yeah. So Comedy Central's done. There was a bidding war and HBO got them? That's no. right. Yeah. You've got to love Matt and Trey because yep. we figured that South Park was done 
eight years ago, nine years ago, they, right. they were they had that episode where they were talking about how they're sick of doing this and it's the same thing every episode. And then like the next episode, they're like, nope, South Park's never going to stop. And, yeah. and I just, I love that about them. They, oh, yeah. They're... they're the show is still so popular. I wonder how it's going to change now that it's under HBO's belt. Well, because... now they don't have to censor themselves. <laughs> the, show's, the show's almost funnier with the censor. With really? it, it, oh, it's I don't know if this I... kind of magic. It's always had this magic to it because it's something you can't. It's so taboo, it you know. Like, Even yeah. back in, well, especially back in '97. Right. But it, the show's been on for 23 years, but it always felt like this show that was not only supremely funny, but was also really really pushing the boundaries right what's decent always so hbo so when is hbo gonna take over I, you know i want to say probably for this next upcoming season yeah it, what's the what's yeah the new... because it doesn't matter they make the show in like yeah. two months what's the new hbo streaming service called max I think it's max HBO, hbo max that as is soon as awesome. hbo max now releases I don't have hbo anymore I and I, I still 23 years later i still always watch it or uh South Park every what is it right. Thursday night at nine o'clock? Or like that. <laughs> yeah. No, HBO Max got South Park and all the Comedy Central stuff, and also yeah. the no uh, shit. I think they bought Comedy Central. I think HBO they Street. got who's the anime guy? What's his name? What well, is Comedy Central? Uh, my Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Is Comedy Miyazaki. Central still yeah. even doing well? Like all they've really had for the longest time is South Park. South. Well, they they had Broad, I mean, the Daily Broad show, City was the pretty Daily huge. Show can't they be had, as they popular the office, as it was. They had the they've had the Office, but then and Broad City. I, like I don't yeah. know, like Broad City was huge. Then, like Broad City, really? NBC oh yeah, people CB. love Broad City. Who, who actually? Has Elizabeth Warren supporters love Broad City. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> who actually owns uh, the Office? Is it NBC? It's NBC. I think so. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. So but, uh, we're going it, off oh, into yeah, a tangent. I'm sorry. Yeah, we always do this. That is exciting though, and I did that too because I had no idea about South Park. Yeah. I know, and it's so did, hard with the outsider though because again, if you give too much information, you're giving spoilers. <laughs> I know. Okay. It is like it's a show that you definitely have to watch, and it is incredibly entertaining. Um, oh, we start besides, on the outsiders. What? Are, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Uh, but like you, you again. It starts with this this murder mystery that's happening, and then it gets kind of into like some some cryptozoological stuff where it's yeah. like El Cuco. Some, yeah, like some historical. Like you go back into like the the boogeyman's of all yeah. of the, the the times past, like the Mexican boogeyman, the Russian boogeyman, Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga, and uh, you get you get all this stuff, and it, it turns out to be. It becomes very Stephen King. Very much so, where it's very just like a, King. a superstitious, otherworldly thing. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of HBO shows that I have also missed, Uh-oh, okay. I want to hear about The Watchmen. Okay. Can you give me a concise uh, review? Can, with, of the, <laughs> are they going to do... I heard that they're not going to do a second season and because you know, I, the main guy dropped out, right? I'm upset. Okay. I'm upset. I'm tell, a real mad chunk. I, so I read the Watchmen, the books, the, the book, series the, and every, the comic, no, but I read the, the, what is it? What's the comic book called? What is the, the adult, the, what is it called? The manga? It's not manga. No, the, oh, I know you're, the term you're going for. We'll think of it Graphic in a novel. I read the graphic novel yes. 10 years ago. Loved it. Watched the movie. Yeah. Didn't like it at all. The one, oh, what, the Snyder movie that yeah, came out? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, gonna yeah. like that movie. The Snyder movie. Tell me about the HBO show. The show, the production's incredible. Oh, it's so good. Keeps you on your toes the entire time. I actually, uh, last night, Chunk kind of put my feet to the fire, and he's, I was, he's like, hey, where are you on the Watchmen show? And I was like, 
I was like, well, I'm actually on the very last episode. He's like, okay, well, you're going to talk about it tomorrow on the show, so go ahead and watch the damn thing. And so here I am at 12 at midnight last night trying to power through. And you're I'm a actually, college student. You're doing you're fine. Right, you're right. You're right. Fine. And today was like my late day, and yeah. I, I skipped it to go get my hair cut anyway. I'm actually glad he put my feet to the fire because the final episode was incredible for one um, the, the show itself is incredible. The production is incredible. It kind of keeps you, I guess, questioning. Um, so I watched the movie and everything, the, the original movie with, you know, Captain Man or Captain Manhattan, Dr. Manhattan. There it yeah. is. Dr. Manhattan. He's not in the DC. Oh, he is in the DC universe, I guess. But so Dr. Manhattan, blah, blah, blah. You don't really get a whole lot of the movie crossover, um, that you do in the show. The show is actually kind of based a lot more off the comics, which is funny enough. I actually went over to Chris's house yeah. right before this, ate some peanut butter cookies. Incredible. <laughs> Thank you. By the way, I made those <laughs> from you. scratch. Thank you very oh, much. And then I was like going through, we were just, I was just kind of chilling in his house. I'm like, holy crap, dude, you have like the entire Watchmen comic book thing right here. And I like just super browse through it really quick. Go ahead, please. Oh, I was just going to say <laughs> Just a, huh, not to say, I took a class in college, oh. but I did. I have a minor in pop culture, and I took a comic book. A books minor of, in pop culture? I do. Not, not <laughs> what to What does that job pay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I work at Men's Warehouse. That's what, <laughs> what it pays. No, but I took a uh, comic books and film class at the Gateway, actually. We would watch a film at the Gateway. And then our professor would talk about it, and one of them was The Watchmen. And it was entirely different from from the movie that came yeah. out. Yeah. Um, because you read the comic, and then you'd watch the movie, and it's like, this is so crazy different. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. In- yeah. incredibly different. But the TV show kind of follows that a little bit more right. accurately. Yeah, and, and that was the funny thing. And so, like, in the TV show... You're a little bit confused. You're like, who the hell are all these people? What is their connection? If you've even watched the show, you're like, you're like, is it, is it the is it current events mixed with like the lore of the Watchmen? That's what I've heard. Somewhat, it's kind of okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's kind of woke. It's, it's a little. It's kind of wokeish, and it's also kind of like, man, it's weird. It's it's also very much like Watchmeny, but they added like a, a I don't know the woke. If the woke's the whole thing, uh, there, there's very much like a white supremacist motion. That's pretty woke. I mean, oh, well, that's that's yeah, what's yeah, going but that's on also, now. That's also in the comics, though. If oh, you read really? the comics, like it's a lot more about there's a racial divide that's happening. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And it's and it's wild. So they actually put this in like the show and everything. And you're like, man, this is getting crazy. And they just keep throwing like. I will say that's the best thing about the show is that they just keep throwing these curveballs at you, and you're like, you, you can't be the Houston Astro- Astros. You can't bang on a trash can and know what pitch is coming next because they just mix it up on you, and and they just keep throwing these things at you, and you're like, man, what what on earth is going to happen in the next episode? Like, why the heck did this guy die? Why the heck did this happen? Like, what the heck is going on? I want more answers, and I think that's what the show does the best <laughs> is it just like – it just. Oh, yeah, it keeps you coming back for more. Every episode yeah. leaves you with a cliffhanger, and I think that's where I'm most pissed off that they're not doing another season <laughs> because I just watched the final episode. Are they not doing another season or just the showrunner dropped out? I, either the showrunner dropped out. They, HBO's been uh, very mysterious about it, and they're yeah. like, they're like, oh, yeah, we're not going to do another HBO's season. also the, the one company that'll be like, we'll do a season 10 years from now. Right. Exactly. F you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. We'll do whatever we want to. Yeah. And again, I've uh, so with the show, I've only, I, I have personally only watched the first episode and I don't, again, spoilers maybe, uh, but I feel like it's a show that Regina King, who's like the main 
lady in the she's beginning. She's incredible. She's incredible. amazing. She does such a good job. I don't know her fate in the entire rest of the series because, again, I only watched the first episode, but I feel like she would be someone that would sign on again. Yeah. And because it was so good, it was so her oh. role is amazing. Oh, she's incredible. She and HBO probably paid her a million dollars an hour. Oh, I bet. Yeah, she was. Well, a, this is after she won an Oscar, so yeah, I exactly. assume she's like, "Get me all of the money." Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, she was incredible. The show's incredible. Uh, Jeremy Irons as Ozymandias. For anybody who's actually watched it and been like, "I'm relating to you so hard right now," or Jeremy, the Lion King. Jeremy or, or the Lion King. Yes, as Scar. Uh, Jeremy Irons is. So so good. His voice is so iconic, and him throughout the entire show, you're just you're left in wonder. You're like, what the hell is actually happening to Jeremy Irons right right now? Like, what is going on? And it's so confusing for so long, and then you're you're still just on the edge of your seat. Like, what the heck? But then you kind of you finally get to the point where you're just like, oh, I forget that he's just a supernatural genius, right. uh, like superhero type ish persona and he can do all of these things because he's extreme he's probably one of the most intelligent people and and it just all comes together in the end and you're just like man this was good but then they leave the final episode on an an enormous cliffhanger and i'm not gonna give any spoilers you just have to watch it they leave the last episode on such a monster cliffhanger that you're like how can they not make a season two like how can they not just keep this going because they left it so good, and it's so frustrating for me as a viewer to be like, you know, what the heck are they going to do next for them to just cut it like that? And it's almost like a Sopranos cut, where it's just like right in the middle of everything cool that's happening and gone. And that's it. And <laughs> He's you're playing just like, with ducks, and then it's over. Yeah, and you're just like, <laughs> what the heck, HBO? Like, you're killing me here. But, you know, I, I absolutely love it. The Watchmen's great. Now, I will say... All, another another one of these things, kind of like The Witcher. If you don't have a good background on The Watchmen, it's going to be a little bit confusing. You're just going to kind of have to yeah. bear with it and go with it. I'm not going to tell you to go out and read the entire comic book series, but you're going to have to have a little bit of patience. And that's that's kind of, I would say, the majority of um, pre-existing shows that are coming on now. Have a little bit of patience, ride it out, and enjoy the cinematography and plot for what it is. All right, I want to close uh, the second segment of the Afternoon Yap with a review of Street Fighter V Champion Edition. Can I ask you both a question? Are you guys Street Fighter V fans? Yes. Are you? Chris, have you been playing it? I have not been playing it recently, but I did buy it when it first came out. Yeah, so it came out, what, in 2016? Only on the PlayStation 4, also on PC. Bought it. When it came out, the game was a mess. Like it, yeah, it, it had that. very few characters. It had very it few modes. Online didn't work off the bat. It was just very rushed. I would say, as someone who played a lot of Street Fighter as a kid, I downloaded Street Fighter Five and then I stopped playing it like almost promptly. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I'll go on the record of saying when Street Fighter Four came out back in like what two thousand eight or so, yeah. I played hundreds of hours of that game. Oh yeah, and it was because it was a faithful. They, unlike Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter feels like the original Street Fighter. Oh yeah, Mortal Kombat's kind of gone Still, into yeah. its Mortal right, Kombat's right, gone right. kind of gone into its own video game right but street fighter still feels like street fighter and even yeah street fighter 5 still feels like street fighter 5 but the game that we got 
Back in 2016, there was just not many characters to play with, not many oh, no. stages to see. It was kind of disappointing. It was super disappointing. I think flat, uh, fast forward a year later, we got super, or we got Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. Right. Got a handful of more characters. We finally got we finally got a arcade ladder, like wasn't provided in the first edition. Right. Here we are. 2020, four years later after the launch of Street Fighter V, and we're getting Champion Edition. It is $30 standalone okay, or $25 to upgrade. I was going to say, I didn't know about this uh, Champion Edition. How, how are you going to know about it? The game came out four years ago. Right, and exactly. And you stopped playing it. I did. And I, I sp- stopped playing it. Yeah, no, I had zero. Like, I didn't realize that they were updating it. If you jump on board now, it, there are 30 stages now, which Holy seems crazy because crap. I think the game only <laughs> launched with like eight or 10. Yeah, it was very minimal stages that you could play with. And it's frustrating because do you remember the last time that you played Street Fighter? How how much of a money grab it looked? It, it almost oh, yeah. played and looked like like an iPhone game. It that does, always, yeah. It's always like, hey, this is the game that you're playing, but look at all this stuff that you can buy. <laughs> right. I just paid $25 because I have the original game to right. upgrade the game, and there's still four stages that aren't included. And I feel like that's kind of a kick in the face. Like it is a guy kind of that, a kick in the face. It's frustrating. A guy that paid $60 for the original game. Right. I think I paid $20 for the arcade edition, and now I, so now I'm looking at what, $100? $115 worth of the final game I, of, I would like to say, this is the game that we should have gotten four years ago. Yeah. When NetherRealm launches an arcade fighter, when it, when they launch any fighting game, when they launch right. Injustice, when they launch in Mortal Kombat, you get a ton of content. Oh, yeah. And when they That's have what, Injustice DLC, too. Yeah. when they have DLC, that feels like DLC. That feels like wow, we got a lot of content right from the get-go. Right. And the DLC is just like a little bit more icing on the cake that I'll pay $10, $15 for more. So to do this $25 upgrade, I'll ah. honestly say I have buyer's remorse. Yeah. I, I fired the game up. I want to love it. There's some really, really exciting stuff about it. They added stages that I really wanted to see. I was going to say, so what like, what stages, what characters? Do you remember the original Ryu stage where yeah. it's it's got the beautiful temple in the background? Oh, yeah. And it's got no, the, growing the, the up, like I grew up, I grew up with a Sega Genesis. That's Sega so Genesis iconic. Where I was just like, I played Street Fighter just like with Chun-Li. Yeah. And right, there were eight different characters. That's what I grew yeah. up with. And that's what I felt was kind of lacking with when, when, Street Fighter Five when, when I downloaded Street Fighter it. Five. They've been really diving into really abstract characters. So yeah, it was looking very. At, we're looking off. at characters from Final Fight in this game, right? No, we're but we're looking I, at characters from Street Fighter Three, which is a great game, but most people didn't play. They didn't play it. It was fundamentally different from Street yeah, Fighter Two. It was so different. Abstract characters from Street Fighter Four. I, I I think that there's a handful of new characters that are introduced in Street Fighter Five. But it's not like Street Fighter 4 is a love letter to Street Fighter 2. Right. Street Fighter 5 is pretty much a combination of all of the Street Fighters up until now. Right. So some of the new stages that you get, like I said, Ryu's stage, which looks absolutely gorgeous. There's two versions of that stage, too. There's a night stage and a day stage. There's the Saget stage, which has that big, like, statue that's laying on her side. <laughs> that's amazing. Balrog stage, the casino is Again, in there. Again, I have not, like, played... I, I honestly haven't played Street Fighter V 
since Why probably two you? years it ago. Launched, it launched so poorly. It was and rough. I'm like, I remember playing it with a couple of my friends when we got it right off the right off the bat, and we were having trouble playing online. Right. And that's the bread and butter of these games. Like oh Street yeah. Street Fighter playing online. Four and Street Fighter Five is Call of Duty. You know, you're not exactly. going to sit around and just play the arcade ladder by yourself. You're gonna you're gonna go online. You're gonna get your ass kicked. Hopefully you learn something and you're going to go, ha, huh, I'm going to go back and I'm going to get my ass kicked again. But <laughs> right. it's fun. Right. Um, there are 40 characters now. I, I, what? 40 characters. Oh my God. So, but still, I only want to play with those characters that I know and love. I was playing this. I was playing see, it this week. It just came out like maybe a week ago or so. I've been playing with Blanca. I've been right. playing with E Honda. He looks great. I was gonna say, but like, what what bothers me is that like I haven't even as someone who's not a uh, full on gamer, someone who loves Street Fighter though, I haven't even heard of this. This is the first time I'm hearing about this that Street Fighter Five updated their thing where they have. More and characters and like classic characters that I personally would probably identify with. Yeah, but I I don't know if their marketing is just bad or yeah. what is going on with it. But like, I would update my PS4 version of I, Street Fighter Five if I had known about that. But I didn't hear about it. Anymore. I feel Until like literally I've, right now. I feel like I've spent so much money that PlayStation should just because if I'm playing with you, you should get that content. Too. Yeah, I I honestly feel like that because. The characters have like ten to twelve costumes now, oh, yeah. and some of them are like really fun costumes. Like I like uh, Jill from uh, Resident Evil is, right. is a costume for one of the female characters. <laughs> there's all these Halloween costumes. There's, right. There's a swimsuit costume. That's there's, that's super cool and all, but like what I'm used to is just like Chun Li having four different colors of oh, her yeah. blue classic it's outfit. So, it's so bizarre. I haven't played this game in four years, and I forgot that. Nether Realm like learn their lesson. Like they, they right. the, the characters are still sexy. They still look good, but they don't right. look like porn stars. <laughs> right. Street Fighter Five. They are ridiculous. All the girls are super muscular and all have like double giant boobs. boobies. Yeah. And I'm, well, it's kind of like here, uh, like complaining about it, but I would be damned if I didn't go to Chun Li and I was like, let's check out these costumes that she's got. Yeah. Oh look, she's in a swimsuit. Oh look, she's in this cocktail dress. <laughs> Let's check this out. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. But like, do you feel like that uh, like makes Calibur. it more? Do you think that yeah. it makes? <laughs> do you think it makes more valuable than like a Tekken or like a Soul another Calibur. fighting game like that? Soul Calibur, exactly. Yeah. Soul, Soul Calibur. Like I play, all I played. All, I was gonna say I played a lot of Soul Calibur, and if you're playing Taki, I, like, I know. <laughs> so like, I'm I'm comparing it to Mortal Kombat, but Mortal Kombat was one of the first that really perpetuated it. It like, is, but at the same time, Mortal Sonya Kombat Blade 9, is such a all powerhouse. Look like porn stars, yeah. And they're, yeah. Just, they're just starting to get away from that because they are actually pushing this onto the competitive fight scene right. where people can win money, and they want women to play the game. They don't want it to be this hypersexualized only man thing. But I feel like the with and the, I, I Capcom just doesn't care. They don't give up no, any really any craps. They don't give any. Like, give us your money. <laughs> no, like they literally. Like, where's the money at? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, twenty five dollars if you're upgrading. Thirty dollars if you're just buying it off the shelf. Worth it. It's steep for early adopters. I would agree. A little steep. A little steep. It's a good value for name. newcomers, but where do those exist? Right. 
like for Street like, Fighter, like, where, where, who's yeah, a newcomer like who's, for Street who's Fighter? Who's a casual Street Fighter that's gonna say, "Oh, <laughs> like I'm gonna buy this for my kids for thirty dollars." The game that came out. I didn't even right. I didn't even buy Injustice or Mortal Kombat. I only played it on your guys' consoles. That's I like, like Dylan. You told me about Injustice too. You played it. Oh, here. I played it the hell out of chunks on 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 chunks thing while I was watching. Injustice is another dog. realm, and it's fantastic. It's and you, great. It's so and, fun. And from the get go, even before the DLC characters yeah. came out, you have a wealth of content. You buy it, and you feel like. When when Street Fighter Five launched, it yeah. was just it was a twenty dollar game. It was, yeah, yeah. Like it, or free to play game. And that's that the thing point. is they made it look great. They they gave the and I I will hear actually the new Injustice because they're talking since every year they rotate on Mortal Kombat and Injustice. Yeah, the next one's gonna be Injustice Three, and they're saying we're going to make Injustice it Two is amazing. better than Mortal Kombat. It's 11. so amazing, yeah. and I will say I that love it. from the standpoint of I am a diehard Mortal Kombat yeah. fan. But just I don't the, know what it is about Injustice, but it's just a more it's fun. Per- accessible fighting game. And I don't they, know what and, it is. And they've already said, I actually, since I played at your house and I was so impressed about it, I went on and I started looking into it and they're like, we're going to make it even more customizable than oh, two wow. was. They're I said, don't I don't know if I feel like that because I was good at Mortal Kombat and I kind of got alienated when they changed the game so much and I could hop onto Injustice and just have fun. Like, and... and See, no, I... Because uh, I remember one of the first things that I did, one of the first times I played Mortal Kombat 11 was playing a tournament at your old house Yeah, 1982. We did a tournament for Mortal Kombat 11 There was a tournament too. and I got destroyed because I was not very yeah. good at Mortal Kombat. Yeah. But in Justice Two, uh, when I'm Poison Ivy, I am unstoppable, <laughs> and I could just mur- I just punch people a thousand times and just murder people, and Street- it's just an entire different thing, and not just with her, but like there are outfits you can make that you can make yourself stronger, and it's just it, I, I thought that Injustice Two just did a lot better than Mortal Kombat, and did. it's it's asking a lot for Street Fighter fans to come back four years later for content that they should have gotten in the first place. Exactly, I bought it because I eventually want to take. My my PlayStation, put it someplace in the basement and turn it into a dedicated <laughs> arcade machine because yeah. I don't give a shit about playing online. I just, right. if it's on, if that screen is going, if the if the music is going, it's a beautiful looking game. There's 40 characters now. Right. I think that there's like, that's insane to me that there's 40 characters. There's a wealth of content. I just don't know who it's for. Right. Especially at a $30 price point. Well, like, who did right. Capcom bring over, though? Did they bring over, like, Dante? Like, all the Devil May Cry no, characters? No, just don't do literally just they like don't, Mega Man. Street, that was it. They brought over Mega Man, and that's what? it. What? Like, no, okay. they don't do that. They don't do no, that. No, they don't do that. Why wouldn't no. they bring over, like, the wealth of Capcom characters? Because that that's have. Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, and Marvel versus Capcom well, is a whole story. I don't story. like that at all. That's a whole story. That's for next time. Yep. Let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Guys, I don't know about you, but being single was terrible. Like, I hated everything about it. And my biggest problem with being single was I never knew when I was hitting on somebody if they were into it. Because, like... Girls could like lead you on or they could just want you to go away, but they don't have a good way of saying, hey, get the heck out of here. And I'm sure it works both ways. I'm positive it works both ways. Absolutely. St. Patrick's Day is coming up. I know you two monkeys are going to wow. be out there drinking beers, well, yeah. squawking at people, trying wow. to get phone numbers. The ladies are going to be out there. There's got to be a better way for matchmaking. The good people at Moral Applications, they know this, and they've created the Romance Ready Ring. 
What this is, is it's a mood ring that non-verbally lets other people know if they're interested in it or not. Okay. If they're wearing the ring and somebody's hitting on them and it, it glows red, that means stop. They don't, they don't, like, it just feels what's going on in their system. They don't have to say, listen, you're a creep. Get the hell out of my face. It glows red. They go, oh, thanks. Well, thank you for wearing the romance ready ring. If it glows yellow, that means keep going for now. Like, I'm having a good time. But be prepared to possibly stop. Pump the brakes, It's like a stoplight, you know? It's a chemical release, is it not? Yes. It's my if it chemical glows romance. green, that means, hey... This thing is on. It is yep. on like Donkey Kong. Yep. Buy me drinks. Let's do this thing. And if it turns off, if it's not glowing at all, that means, hey, I'm kind of frightened right now. This isn't a good situation for me to be in. I need help. Now, this does operate on batteries. So you want to keep it full. You don't want the batteries to run out because you can run into some trouble. And we have run into some trouble. Right. But that kind of falls on the per- the person that buys the ring. You know, like always make sure that the batteries are in there because you don't want to be in trouble. And it's sending off a different vibe than you're not you're not trying to extend off. And I mean, us at Moral Implications are ready for that. We, we, have, we have talked to our lawyers and they're ready for this. It's a good product. It's a great product. It's bringing people together. But just please, for the love of God... Put a battery in the thing. You don't want to wind up in Mexico. You One don't want to wind up in another country. You don't want to waste people's time again. You you want to you want to buy a product that's going to get you married. That's going to get you with a new partner. It's going to be exciting. It's called the Romance Ready Ring. It's ninety nine ninety nine. You can buy it right now on our website www.moralpublications.com. Buy one right now. Hello and welcome back to the third and final segment of the Afternoon Yap. I want to close the episode with our thoughts. This is going to be our review because the game isn't out yet. Right. Of the Final Fantasy VII remake demo that just dropped, <sighs> what, two days ago? Two days ago. <laughs> hugest, hugest Final Fantasy boner oh. ever. Sorry, fans that might not know what that means i mean let's talk about what this game means to us first oh, i mean I this is this it. game is in my top five video the, the original launched in 1997 oh, i, I feel was like what, i was 15 at the time i'd only oh, played it's... like one or two other rpg this was like my like it... first real jrpg game. it's most people's like top five games of all time it has, an, ex- so good. has an incredible story oh, it's amazing. the characters are incredible the action everything about it i fell in love with it 23 right. years ago and they square enix has always said we are never going to do a remake of final fantasy 7 <laughs> until we can top it that's when they were squaresoft no. well <laughs> they kidding. they they decided we can never top it and so they decided to do a remake i thought at first we were going to get a remake right. this is a reimagining this is a totally from the ground up everything it. has been changed but we're keeping the okay. flavor of the original final fantasy i love it i have been nervous have you guys been nervous like no. what did you guys think okay I'd like to ask a question. Yes, uh, please. The last Final Fantasy that I played was 10. And no, okay. I played 11 too. But I only played like... Wait, wait, you you did not play 15? 
I played some of 15. I, thought you I just got bored. 15, yeah. Like JRPGs oh, have kind of that that, that I'm sorry, I'm just saying from like oh no, for, for from sure. my point of view, like JRPGs, they kind of just came and went. Okay. And, and now when I try to jump into a JRPG, it's so complicated that it's that I'm kind of confused and I just I don't have time for it. Okay. So I played maybe about 15 or 20 hours into Final Fantasy 15. And I just kind of left it and never came back to okay. it. So they announced Final Fantasy VII, one of my favorite video games of all time. It's in my top five. It's amazing. I have been so nervous to see what the final product was going to be. And I'm excited about it, so I haven't been watching any videos. Right. I just wanted to be pleasantly surprised when it came. The demo dropped out of nowhere on Tuesday. Now we know amazing. We know that the demo was coming because it had leaked onto the internet maybe a month ago or so. Right. They had someone had someone had taken it from what whatever the servers were. And let's start with the presentation. How do we feel about the character models of the characters that we know and love? Oh, I think it I feel like the presentation was amazing. Did you not like the presentation yourself, Justin? No, I'm just trying to keep us structured. And, oh, and yeah. No, like it was so. About, it was. You look. So I, I have never seen you like you're scratching your chin. Oh, like so I don't. Know, I don't know amazing. if you're nervous I because you feel like you're about it. to burst. I thought. I think Cloud Strife looks amazing. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, as someone, as someone who like played the Final Fantasy game, like Final Fantasy VII was the first ever game that I got really into. And uh, it was it was Final just, Fantasy VII was, was a water was, cooler game when I oh I was God. in high school. You guys were much younger, but when I was a when little Final bit Fantasy younger. VII came out, it was what everybody was playing. I was a oh, freshman in high sure. school, and I remember sitting was, at lunch and talking about this game because amazing. everybody was at different points of the game. Because oh, they for sure, because they had four different they discs, were just starting it, or it was. And this was all word of mouth back then, too, because right. this was the early days of the internet. And oh, you didn't have Twitter back then? No, didn't no, have Twitter No, there then. was the opposite of Twitter. It was MySpace. How, how do you feel with <laughs> what the characters look like right now? Oh, they look amazing. Yeah. I love it. I have the, the biggest Final Fantasy hard-on of all time. I love it. I love it. Every I single I... thing that is happening with this, uh, like this preview, with this fucking freaking You're thing fine. that's happening... I love it. I love it. I love every single aspect. Dylan, you're being awfully quiet. What do you feel over there? You know, I, I, from the minute I picked it up, I, so I actually, I'll be honest with you. Final Fantasy seven, I think came out in what? 97, 98. Yeah. I was 97, 97. Okay. I was, uh, if we were going all the way back to 97, I would have been either six, six or seven years old. I didn't play it. The first game I actually really picked up was Ocarina of Time. I didn't play Final Fantasy VII until I want to say I was eighteen or nineteen years Holy old. Holy shit! Like ten years later. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. that's crazy. Okay. When they when they introduced it to the PSP, and I was able to pick up Final <laughs> Fantasy VII on the because they released it they released it with Crisis Core. Yeah. And Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core was essentially the epilogue to Final Fantasy VII. It deals with Zack. I was going to say that's when it started dealing with the, uh, the uh, Buster Sword. Oh, the Buster Sword, and oh my God, why am I not? Why am I drawing sure. a blank Zach, right now? Zach was in Soldier. He was he was the guy uh, with the black the, hair. No, the the Disney like the Disney game, the, uh, like King oh, of Hearts. Yeah, Hearts. yeah, when it started playing with bit. like that stuff a little. Yeah, bit. and so and and that was it. It kind of got into that a little bit, but then they released basically Final Fantasy VII and Crisis Core at the same time. It was like buy Crisis Core and you'll get Final Fantasy VII for free. And I had a I had a PSP, a little PlayStation Portable. Went to Afghanistan the first time, and I was like, you know what? If I'm not going to do anything else in my spare time, 
I'm going to play my PSP. And that's actually, it was my, in 2011, 2012, my first appointment to Afghanistan, I played the heck out of Crisis Core. Love it. And Final Fantasy VII. And I got all caught up on basically the entire, like, lore of how Cloud got the Buster Sword and <laughs> all this. And, and I, I beat all the way through Final Fantasy VII. Um, and it was just, that's, and that's when it really hit me. You know, I'd, I'd had always that perpetual list of like my favorite video games of all time. And after playing Final Fantasy VII, it jumped right into that top five oh, of all time. The best and Final Fantasy VII, it's a tough game to go back to right. because the original the blocky the original characters, yeah. but there's these things in motion that I didn't feel, I didn't think was going to hit me so hard. So I, I booted up this new demo and immediately the Mako Reactor. The Mako Reactor, yes. Theme song blew me oh. away. The music. The music was so good. The music. The music. Oh, I, my God. The music was so good. I mean, it was I one text, of the first I things. I texted Dale and I was like, I don't know I was, how I'm supposed to feel about this game, but right now it's all about the feel. Oh, you know, no. Just, I was. You, you texted. I was going to say, you texted both of I was in on that text, and you said that the music was just so good, and I did not. I had not played it at that point. And then when I did play it and I heard the music, I was like, "He's exactly correct." Yeah, like yeah. the music was so yeah. good, and that's and it that's, was so it, on point. People it was say so that, on like, point. A large amount of like your memory and your your huge nostalgia hitters that make you actually like feel emotions comes from straight up music. And I felt that same thing. Like you, you actually come in as it like zooms in on Aerith. Oh, it was so crazy! Like I loved it. I loved it. Like you could, you, you, you can see and you can, you can see and you can feel and you can play that visual stuff. But like the 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 verbal is, I guess, is what I would call it. The dialogue, the the, the dialogue, the music. That when when I heard that after you texted me, Justin, actually, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. This is so perfect that they kept that old style feel to it but they brought a new aspect to it at the same time it was crazy it was so good so what do you guys think about the new combat system and i really need your help on this because i know like you I don't said, like it i know like you i don't said like it. i have i'm so far removed from final fantasy games like i i played some like the first like fifth of final fantasy 15 right and that combat it, it's it, it's at odds with the JRPG combat that I remember. Right. I love turn-based combat. Like I love like I, Pat Traveler came out two years ago, and I was like, I love this kind of combat. Chrono Trigger. I'm also. Chrono I was Trigger. gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna exactly. say Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross. Like I love that so, turn-based combat as well. As someone who also fell in love with JRPGs because of the turn-based turn-based combat, uh, I with. The combat system that came with this, uh, I I really like it. I think I'm I'm a fan. I think my favorite part is switching between characters. Switching between so characters. You use, yes. you use Barrett to like with like the demo. I was going to say with the demo, you're away. You switch to Cloud to yes. uh, do melee attacks and I stuff like that. I love it. Very, and I love that they mixed in. Uh, it's kind of turn-based combat from the standpoint of if you need to use a potion or if you need to use magic yes. of anything, you can stop and think. Well, that's now, what... So when you are fighting, it is very real-time fighting. But right. when you need to like make a strategic move, it does pause the game, yes. which is kind of staggering. Now, is that how they've been doing Final Fantasy combat for the most recent games? 15. For the most part. Like 15, yeah. I thought, though, was a little bit different. 
And the thing that I really liked about the demo with Final Fantasy VII is that it had, I don't know, it, it was, I feel like it was slightly easier to switch between characters and still maintain the same ability to heal people and, like, have those same characteristics. I don't know, because I feel like, like, with, with and I was talking with Dylan about this before we even came over here, when I played the demo for Final Fantasy VII, the remake, uh, I basically was Barrett the entire time. Yeah. Oh, like, really? Oh, yeah. I was I was having a really fun time switching back and forth. Like I, I thought was, that was awesome. Like if there was something in the air that was shooting at me, yeah, I had a really good time sh- like switching back from, See, from stayed, Barrett to Cloud. I, I stayed as Barrett basically the entire time because he w- he had lightning as the magic, which was so an entirely the, different thing from how the did original the characters. Game. Did the characters when you are not controlling them is the AI good? Like, do you need oh, to worry yeah. about no, them? If you're not if you're not if you're not in charge of cloud he's still like destroying the other yeah. people he's, he's all just right. doing his own he's, thing yeah he's he's all right he oh yeah no he's he really goes through good his normal he goes through his normal attacks and that's and that's what i figured so like when we when you fight like the gigantic scorpion which yes. almost anybody who's played the final fantasy 7 knows you fight the giant scorpion when you destroy the mako <clears throat> reactor I switched to Barrett as well, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, cool. Let me just rain down bolts on this dude. Right. And then I would like, I would like look at my cloud, and he's just kind of like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's just doing his like normal attacks, and I'm like, no, mother trucker, get in there and do your do. And and then I think that's what I love the most about this new style is that they kind of incorporated the Final Fantasy 15 yeah. thing with it, where you're just like, I'm going to go in here the Punisher mode with Cloud, where he like. Yes, murder. So can people. we talk about that? Because I forgot to put oh that on the script. Yes. I love that he has two I stances. Love yes. I love so it. His I first stance it. is it's uh, the Punisher is yeah. the the, the, the operator mode powerful, versus but you the... can only move in a certain radius, right? Yeah. Much. Yeah. yeah. You can't you can't block. You can't really dodge, but you do massive amounts so of offensive damage. damage. And then there's the operator mode where you operator, do. That's it. Like less damage but you're quicker and it's and you can actually block you can actually block it's very but that's not to say that you can't block with the other mode too because when you block in the other mode then you do the uh, that's true you do like a counter but counter attack but at the same time too like i was switching between barrett and cloud and it was it was interesting too like so one of our chris is right before this actually before we came over here Played through the original Final Fantasy. I did, yeah. No, I uh, played wait, through wait, the, wait, original, the original Final Fantasy VII. The original, like the, the original the, Final Fantasy VII like yeah. game. When? How long ago? The Mako. Re- well, right well, before uh, we came I, here. We just played it before we came here, but yeah. it was oh, the, oh, like, the opening hour. Yeah, the opening. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought about doing that too because I I got done with that demo and I was like. I know I've played that opening hour twenty times. Twenty thousand times. I, I yes. love it so much. The theme it's song, so the characters. You, I would everything. say. I would say. And one of the best things about again, it was the the PS4 re-release where you could do the three times speed thing. Yeah, we could go faster. Oh, I love the it. re-releases that they put out. Oh, it, it's it skips, so good. It skips. It skips, um, so you can always be at a limit break. Yes. Uh, I think you can be invincible, right? Yeah. And you can also skip all, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, but Random like battles. Yeah. That hurts. But it also, like, no, when, when when I played no. it and Dylan could... I, 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 I hear what you're saying, but, like, 
random battles is it is it, yeah, it can is be annoying as stuff is yeah. me and chris were playing through final fantasy 7 we were two ago yeah and it's you get to a point where you're racing through stages because you're just trying to avoid the right. random battles. Now, if, right. you, if you're in the headspace that you want to sit back and level your character up, you're going to go to a certain area and try to level it up. But in most of the game, you're just trying to get from point A to point B. So right. to take that shit out is is genius oh yeah no when they like i said the the, the three times but i also thing, think in the new version i would say though they was, should keep that in there but they should they should forth. to an extent they have to find a way to make that more accessible yeah. with this the day in gaming or the day and age that we're in with gaming like and, it's an entirely different a, like era that we're in right now because it was so because again you can do the three times as fast kind of thing uh, but it took me 15 minutes to go through the entire intro where the remake like uh, demo that was released, it took me probably 45 minutes. Yeah. It was an entirely different thing. But I think, I think on. we're also so enamored, too. Like, I... I wasn't rushing through this demo. I was kind of, I mean, the environments right, are right, gorgeous. Right. Like, that was the first text oh, that the, I got from, the, from Dylan was he goes, The graphics were amazing. Good. So I think that they did a good job with the PS4 hardware of these these environments look beautiful. They're not super detailed, but they pay, they pay perfect homage to right. the original Mako reactor. I love that the gameplay is now almost a little bit kind of like Uncharted. Like if uh, there's a lot of cutscenes intermixed right. into the gameplay and there's a lot more. It's just... More than going from camera one to camera two to camera three, uh, it's, so, it's it's it, that's what I'm thinking is if this game can keep up this kind of pace for what 60, 80 hours, right. I am on board. I just worry that so like for me personally as a huge Final Fantasy fan, I remember Final Fantasy thirteen with lightning and with that with that with that entire character arc. It just felt like I was just constantly pressing X and just like it. It wasn't as exciting as fun. Like I felt like I was just going through the motions and just like button mashing through the entire game. Yeah. And it was it was such a bummer. And I really hope that they and I think that they have. I th- I hope that they have updated that to an extent. Uh, just because I don't want to be bored with. I don't know the the battles that I'm going to be going into square, because yeah, they, square square yeah. limit break. Uh, I don't want to be braver, I don't want to be bored with it and then, you know? and then crush it. And that's because again I remember I, I, I remember need, Final I Fantasy thirteen. I was just on so how the boring. combat works because it's so fundamentally different than what I remember. Oh yeah, and that's what's turned me off about recent Final Fantasy sevens is or Final Fantasies. Is, yeah, the original Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy, like it was a very hard game to play. Oh, for it was sure, super accessible. It was now. I I feel like it's it. This is geared towards the more hardcore, and I'm only bringing this up because there is an option at the beginning of the game. Yes, you can play the game in classic. Which right. what does classic mean? It sucks. I was gonna say, Dylan, take, <laughs> Dylan, you take yeah, this. Yeah, so I I I actually I started off in classic, and essentially all it was was in the very first like battle where you take on where you jump off the train and you start taking on the guys um cloud does his own like blocking and attacking and all you do is basically cue him up for abilities and magic etc etc and i was just like 
Like, I was just literally holding my controller and, like, looking back and forth between my controller and the television. And I'm like, okay. Well. So this is super, was it too easy then? Yeah, well, I, I was like, I was like, what the hell do I even do here? And he's just like, hot, hot, question, hot, I'm going to attack. And I'm just like, all right, this sucks. And then I just basically started just mashing. And right. he just basically took on my controls for himself. And I think at that point, you just accept the controls for what it is. And you just take it on, and I'm just like, all right, cool. I am in control of cloud now. I'm going to slash, 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 and hack, and kill this guy, slash, 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 and hack. But it's just like, when you do the classic mode, it's it's so, like, computer-oriented. You still, right. essentially, it's on easy, but it's basically controller-ridden, and all you do is control the abilities. Yeah. Question, though. Uh, if, do you think... Uh, you played the original Final Fantasy yes. VII, right? Yeah, so you know kind of how it goes. Yeah. Uh, do you think that if you played the classic battle style as it is right now... I don't like it. But, like, with <laughs> with an entire party with you, when you have Tifa with you, when you have Eris, when you have... They'll, they'll do their them, own do thing. Do you think that, like, with, like, summons and that kind of thing, do you think that that would make it easier and more accessible to more people? Or do you think that it would just be not as much fun? I don't think so, because I think, I think when you're not controlling a character, I think they still computer auto and, and this is something square enix is gonna have to ha- work out is how right and i think you actually maybe will get a chance to go in and basically adapt how your characters attack and defend essentially when you're not controlling them right but at the same time when it was just me and barrett and like i would play as barrett and i'm just like sitting there shooting this thing and cloud just like hot hot right hot i'm like bro throw some fat combos on this damn <laughs> boss we're trying to kill this dude and get the heck out of here in like 20 minutes before we have till this reactor explodes and i i'm just watching cloud and he's just doing like slice 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 and he's not doing anything fancy and i'm like bro come on i'm i'm like i'm shooting this thing right now it's up on the wall i'm trying to shoot it off of the wall and you're just sitting there you literally can't do anything right now because your stupid sword doesn't hit it um Help me help you. Let's get this thing killed and get the heck out of here. And now you you played Final Fantasy 15, right? Oh, I love Final Fantasy 15, and right. I think and that's what I was gonna say. So Final Fantasy 15 was so great in the way that they integrated. Yeah. Which whichever character you played as, they had the heavy, they had the uh, the shooter, they had the mage, and they had the all source guy, which is pretty much who you play as as the main character right. that can do like magic, uh, sword, spears, axe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and that's like your main character and he gets to jump around, but like all the other characters enact extremely well, like you're heavy typically and you, and that's the thing you can go in you can be like, Hey, I want my heavy guy to go in and just eat all that damage up, just buff the heck out of him. So he eats it and then we'll take care of everybody else. And I loved it. I love Final Fantasy 15. It was such a good game. They didn't have the random encounter system that you had. Instead, what they had was they had like. Basically, if you ran into something out in the wild, that's when you'd encounter it. But you could run around them just like you want, Chunk. I know that I know that that's what you love. You don't want to have to deal with going in and fighting all if these. If I need to level up, I want to go to a certain area. Exactly. You don't want those I random don't want to be encounters. forced into battles. You want to go in and be like, hey, what the heck is that shady guy doing across the prairie here? Let me go attack <laughs> that guy. I don't like the looks of him. You run over there. You attack him and you get your experience points. 
That's what you want. That's what I want. That's what the fans want. Uh, but like, can can you take that? Take you can all, stop can, it. Can you take? <laughs> can you take all, can you take all of that away from Final Fantasy VII? Absolutely. You know, you can, and and that's what they did. Even in the demo, they said like, Ugh, "Here's these shady guys hanging out over here, oh, yeah. in between these lasers that are even, gonna get you." Even you came, like I said, you came to my house. You watched me play the original. Well, version. the original, yeah, the original. We should was, play the original. After this, no, it was dumb. Oh, easy. I did no, I you know, did that before we came over. Yeah, yeah, I watched him, and I was like, I was like, damn, this it took ten sucks. minutes. Yeah, it was kind of boring. <laughs> it was, it, it blew your mind. He yeah, literally, he literally years blew ago. through it. Had like two enemy encounters, two right. random encounters. Well, also they and had the amazing it. aspect of going three times speed. And yeah, all that well, yeah, stuff. Okay. it was great. Besides that, so he was able to just like, tick, 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 but he didn't have to go. And so I think that's what Final Fantasy VII the remake is going to bring to it. We go through that entire, even in the demo, where it's just like. The little laser system where you have to like kind of speed run through the laser system right. so you don't get schwacked by those. And then they're like, hey, by the way, if you see any of these Shinra boxes, they might have some cool oh, stuff. Oh, I had so much fun. Oh, it's so, so amazing. Original song. I like, love the chest. I'm like, where the yes. hell are these chests? Oh, here's some Shinra boxes. Slash, slash, slash. Let me get those. Let me get a little potion in here. I'm so stoked. What do you guys think about the voice acting? Because well, I think obviously, obviously, we fell in love with these characters a long time ago. I, All you had to go with was with the dialogue. <laughs> right. And it's so funny because looking back on Barrett, he is a terrible stereotype. Oh, he's like Mr. Oh, the T. Worst. So he is it's Mr. so T. fun to see. Him realize now in 2020, but still kind of 20 yeah. years behind. Yeah. It's so it's so interesting. He's just like yeah, an angry, sassy black man. He's like, "What the hell are you fools doing over here?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly your... what it is, though. Yeah, I know. And, it's and then Cloud, Cloud's just like this angsty ex-soldier. He's just like, I was. He's always been angsty, though. Always. He's, he's so something... pissed off that he's a mercenary. Yes. Like, he's like he's so pissed <laughs> off that he's there. He's like, I just want to remind you, I don't want to be here right now. I'm only here because I'm going to be paid. Getting but paid. there's a but good I chance might... that I might join you guys. Yeah. <laughs> That was one thing that me and actually Dylan talked about was Jesse being so flirty with Cloud. I don't really, like she we actually I played she through the original game and she was not half as she flirty. Say, she didn't say a damn word to Cloud. In this new in this new Final Fantasy, she's like, hey, oh Cloud. You're the first one I want to yeah. talk you know about. What I'm looking You're looking forward to <laughs> I, I hope that I fall in love with this game because I want to go back to those days where yes. you beat the game. And there's still this huge boss out there, a right. side boss that is impossible to beat. Off, off, that you will get. Off, that was also off, another off, thing off. that we talked about. Do you about, think that actually. they'll have the diamond? The, the, the what are they called? The, what are they? Or what are they called? The emerald weapons the emerald or the weapons diamond weapons and, and stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just or, or these battles that I would have. There has that to were be. an hour, an hour and a half long, and you'd lose. Well, even in Final Fantasy Fifteen, was so, there was the adamantium. Even when you lost, like, it was so rewarding. Like I remember yeah. that. I don't know if that's just like there's just so much Sephiroth, nostalgia. Sephiroth, I think there will be. I think Sephiroth. there will definitely be. Probably like reimagine Sephiroth, where he comes yeah. back and he just absolutely beats the dog hell out of you and just so so there's a so there if when you get to the mako reactor and you can put the bomb onto it to explode it you can choose right. 20 minutes or 30 minutes right. i chose 20 minutes yes sir do you guys know what the difference is between if yeah, you choose so, 20 minutes or 30 minutes <laughs> I, tell you all I was about gonna it. say i personally i i chose 30 minutes to start just because i was like eh, maybe there's just nothing that's different but no, I chose 30 minutes, and I went through the entire thing. I still went through the entire intro within, within like, seven minutes, and I was like, oh, this sucks. So I played it the next day, 
with 20 minutes and you get a bonus like video yeah Sephiroth. If you do the 20 minutes instead of the 30 minutes, so highly recommend doing that. Burning, burning Sephiroth from the uh, Final Fantasy. Yes. Like, it's like from, it's like, a, I feel like it's a cut from the Advent Children movie. Yeah. The Final Which Fantasy was seven. amazing. It was great. And I, I feel like that'd be also something super dope that if Final Fantasy was ever just like, hey, we're going to keep this thing rolling and keep milking this money bag. Let's yeah. keep Final Fantasy VII going and milk the Advent Children <laughs> thing. I think they absolutely right. could. I would say regardless, they were just like pushing you so hard to pre-sell it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they were like, buy this. Here are my final thoughts. Please, on Final Fantasy I am thoughts. pleasantly surprised. I was... I've I've been worried. Like I okay. I've, I know I've had you this, have been. I've, been, I've had this it. conversation with yeah. Chris. I was like, I oh, don't yeah. know if Square Enix is in a place. It's not like Capcom. Like Capcom right. realized that they messed up Resident Evil and they <laughs> went back and they reimagined Resident Yo. Evil Two and they made it incredible. They took everything I loved about the original Resident Evil. They updated it for modern audiences, but they still kept the original flare of the and and i didn't know if that was going to happen with this the first hour sold me oh i pre-ordered the game like i i've been so worried about this game because this game has not the remake has been in the running for what the last eight years so long square enix is better than capcom i'm just gonna go ahead and throw that out there i am so excited for the final products but oh, yes. what are we gonna get? Are we gonna are we gonna get? You're gonna get a final finished complete product that blows your balls. No, off. but what I'm worried about is is I've heard that this is gonna be just like Final Fantasy X, 1, 2, and three. I don't think we're gonna Problem. get the final game. I think we're gonna get a sixty to eighty hour game that is only Midgar. Like I think that oh, that no, is. Oh no, that's that exactly. Like, and then you're gonna get well, DLC what, for the ending, yeah. And then you're gonna. Get, did you not give? We were just talking. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's probably gonna be like three or four installations of Final Fantasy. And it's are probably, you guys happy with that? I'm not. Honestly. I don't want as that. someone I who want is a, a full compact game. No. I don't want to go back. As someone who is a, I don't have time for this shit. They'd have to dumb it down. I'm not excited that because Dylan, but you were the first one to so tell me this. Money, and this is so Huge lucrative game. for them that they just. Oh, it's so I think, much. I think money. this game got out of out of their scope. I think that they oh, absolutely. originally it's a huge game. I think it's they were originally taking. planning to just do a remake and then right. it turned into a reimagining and then it turned into this huge big thing. Yeah. I'm excited. I don't know if I'll be so excited for part two unless or part it goes four. To, yeah, unless it goes to PlayStation 5, the graphics are better. But I just want a complete product. So Same. it's weird. I'm right it's, there with it's, you, dude. It's it is weird. weird. And and I was talking about that too, actually. We the fact that it's it. just gonna have to be like pretty much so they said the first game's gonna be essentially just Midgar. You're gonna play uh, How can I, you just have the first game be Midgar? I know, yeah, I know. It's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's get out of Midgar in the first and it's what, wild. eight it's hours insane in the game. To me. Yeah. Um, and leaving Midgar in the first game is yeah. so exhilarating. And oh, that's when you so that's when you get to the world map and you start yeah. traveling around. How are they gonna how are they going to explain traveling around the world right. map in your vehicles if they're if, if there's a second part? And that's it. They're they're essentially what they're gonna have to do is or just, are they gonna that's char- that was so are they going was to so astounding with the nineteen ninety seven version. Part? Absolutely. Well, well, it's it's gonna be a money thing. Like are they gonna DLC. charge you for the second part? Are they gonna charge you for the third part? Yes. Like Absolutely. So much. But as the, as much time as they're putting into it. So they're gonna have the they're gonna have the initial game, which is Midgar. They're gonna drop the DLC. I I'm assuming this is Stupid. this is all just me assuming. They're gonna drop the DLC for 
that number two, number three, number four, you're going to get to the end. You're going to, it's going to be beautiful. And we're all going to have a gorgeous time. I think where we're at is I'm pumped for this game. It's pre-ordered. I almost want the goddamn statue. I want, I want the, is, do they have a special edition of this game? They should if they don't. All right. I'm going to have you fellas back when we review this game. Uh, So that's it for the afternoon. Yap. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you have any questions for us, please email us. Uh, you can you send send me a direct message or send Dinger a direct message. Send Aaron a direct message. Send Malpal. Send Chris. Send Dylan. Yes. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Twitter. Please, please leave us a review on iTunes. It's, it's the only way we're going to get out there. Uh, check back in two weeks when Dinger and Aaron will be back. We're going to be reviewing... Ori and the Willy of the Wisp, Ori? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to be on there. But Dylan is single, so go ahead and yeah, hit who's him up, Willy? Who's Willy? Oh, who's oh. who's who's there? Uh, that's it for this episode of Afternoon Yap. Thanks for, ha- thanks for being here, guys. Thank you. Yes, thank you for I having us. Love you two so much. All right. Love you. See ya. One, two, three, four. It's the Chunk and Dan Show. It's the awesome Chunk and Dan Show. It's the Chunk and Dan Show. It's all that It's the Chunk and Dan Show. Awesome Chunk and Dinner Show It's the Chunk and Dinner Show It's called